0: I'm revealing here hello everybody <laughs> sorry hi everybody welcome to another episode of I'm revealing here a podcast where I Matthew Bussey, watches and reviews sight and sounds top cr- greatest movies of all time <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm I'm sorry you guys. I just I'm just very 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 busy and overwhelmed and tired and I just thought about a really something really really funny. It's just a funny memory that you're not going to laugh at, but I <laughs> sorry. I'm not I shouldn't say who cuz they listen to this, but it's it's a stupid story. When I was a kid, uh the trailer for 300 came out, you know, 300. We are Spartans or Sparta, sorry. Um I uh the trailer had debuted and we you know I was like oh cool and I showed someone the trailer <laughs> and when the trailer ended she turned to me and she she thought that the movie was called Zoo not 300 <laughs> Zoo <laughs> Sorry it just made me laugh I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry okay all right, I'll get it together. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, exhaustion, people. It's stress and exhaustion. It's just a very busy time right now in my life, and um, I'm I'm good. I, I I'm good. I am good. I meditated for 20 minutes today. Uh, I'm good. I really am. Uh, thinking of a lot of happy things, watching a lot of uh, movies and shows. Sort of. Well, not a lot of these movies I've been reviewing have been <laughs> happy. But- oh god you guys probably think i'm like stoned or something and now i swear to god i'm not stoned i don't smoke um this that shockingly i don't this is a oh, okay well first of all oscars just happened hello <laughs> guys i'm a hypocrite in the last episode i was like i don't like the oscars eh. i loved the oscars that just took place last sunday Um, Or whenever this episode airs. Just whenever the the Oscars aired. What month is it? I don't even freaking know. Um, Okay. Complaints. They did not need to play the Little Mermaid trailer. That was just unnecessary. Um, That could have been a commercial. I don't get why that had to be part of the Oscars. Um, I I, I don't know. The movie looks cool. But um, I don't get how how when they're singing underwater, there aren't any bubbles coming out of their mouths. That's kind of odd. But yeah, that was unnecessary, and uh, the Malala part was just—I was like cringing at that. Like Jimmy Kim, Jesus, what are you doing? Just like she doesn't want a joke. Like just get off of that. But I loved all the winners. Like not just everything everywhere all at once. Um, I love that Sarah Polly one for uh, women talking. Uh, she's an amazing actress, too. Dawn of the Dead, the remake, that's her. I don't know why I said Dawn of the Dead like that. Uh, but she's she won. Um, I, I, I'm so happy that RRR won Best Original Song. Well, Scandal, shame overall. It should, that should have won Best Picture. Not Everything Ever All at once, but didn't even get a freaking nomination. Bastards.
1: Bastards and bitches.
0: Uh, but um, no, overall, though, I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, I was not surprised to go online the next day and see all the diatribe and all the tweets about Angela Bassett didn't win justice for Angela Bassett and Hugh Grant was so mean on that red carpet justice for that woman who interviewed him. I mean, again, it's just, oh, and also, yeah, people are mad that, uh, the whale won best makeup because they feel like the whale is fat shaming people, people. <sighs> okay. 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 Deep breaths, deep breath. It's okay to have your own opinion. I actually really like The Whale. Um, I can Darren Aronofsky, any movie he, he makes, you will love it or you will hate it. I tend to love his movies. I'm never, ever in my life watching Requiem for a Dream ever again, uh, just because that was so disturbing. But uh, Mother, I loved. And yeah, The Whale. Um, I, I It was a little cheesy, but I loved it, though. I was very... Oh, I just burped. I'm sorry. I was very... <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of the zoo joke again um yeah so what was I saying why are people so upset about that I don't know because people have nothing better to do why am I doing this podcast I don't know because I got nothing better to do either <laughs> Um, man oh man yes but overall though I was very happy with all the winners um Guys, Angela Bassett will win an Oscar one day. And if she doesn't win, she will get an honorary Oscar. I love Angela Bassett with all my heart and soul and mind and uh, teeth. I mean, I just think that she's amazing. I also love her more in American Horror Story Coven. Like, that is just one of my favorite performances that she's ever given. Oh my god, she's so good. She is just so freaking good. Um, And Hotel, American Horror Story Hotel. She was so badass in that. No, but she's amazing, though. I honestly just personally thought Jamie Lee Curtis did a better job. I just thought it was a better performance. That's all. I love Deirdre in that movie. That character was just, <laughs> you meet Deirdre's like every day, you know? And Angela Bassett, yeah, it was good. It was a good performance. I just didn't know, I don't, I didn't think it was Oscar worthy. Yeah. That's my two cents though. I'm not going to be mean. I'm never mean. I mean, I did just call the Oscar people bastards and bitches, but you know, I'm, I'm semi-joking. Um, it's the exhaustion. It's exhaustion talking. It's also late right now on a work day, work night. So, anyway, down to the movie, down to movie time. Today, my friends, we're going to talk about a very well-known movie. Just kidding. This is a very obscure movie. I had never heard of it before. Man, oh man, am I glad I saw it. I thought it was phenomenal. This movie, my friends, well, it has two titles. It's called Soleil Or O, oh, comma son. No, you don't say oh I'm screwing this up. Sole, oh, let's just call it that. Or if you're American and you don't like French, just O oh, sun. O oh, comma son. But I'm gonna call it Soleil O. Oh. Okay, I'll shut up now. Here is the real trailer for the movie. that's it there's a lot of sex in it throughout the whole movie wink wink no 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 uh guys there's no trailer for soleo i looked everywhere and there's none there's a clip on youtube but the whole movie's in french so you know like what's the whole point here? why am i going all boston all of a sudden uh no there's that was just the trailer for 50 50 shades of gray there's no sex in soleo Fifty Shades of great God, do you remember when that trailer came out and everybody was like, ah, I mean, I totally was not like that at all. I had, I, I didn't care at all. <laughs> I didn't see the movie. I didn't buy the movie on Blu-ray or do any of that. No, I'm... <laughs> you guys are silly. Why would you think that? No, um, I did see that in theaters, though, with my friends, and I remember very vividly we all took a picture. We, we, we got dinner before the movie. And then uh, we got a picture in the restaurant and I posted it on Instagram and I made the Instagram caption, uh, the Instagram caption, drink before kink. (laughs) Yeah. And then President Barack Obama saw it and he liked it. Now, uh, Soleil, oh, wow. Now this is hands down the most experimental movie that I have seen so far in, in this list, like hands down. Hands down, hands down, hands down. Now, experimental cinema, it can be very good or very bad. You either hate it or you love it. It's either very well done, as it is in Soleil, or it's very pretentious and terrible. I know this because at film school, I had to watch a lot of crappy, I'm sorry, crappy movies by fellow students who were like 19 and acted like they were like Spielberg and were like, oh, well, I, uh, I, uh. I have just made so many splendid movie. are you're, 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 who the hell are you? What, what are you? You know, and I say that with you know a little bit of spite because they weren't nice. And anyway, they are movies that some of the movies I had to watch that were experimental made positively no sense. And our teacher, meanwhile, would like have like a hard on and be like, "That was just amazing." I remember one specific movie. Uh, a guy in my class filmed his roommate throwing up naked in a toilet. And that was the movie. I I don't I don't understand. I remember another person made a movie. Uh, that it was a pan shot of a the a pan shot for you for those who don't know. It's just when the camera moves very softly, like to the left or to the right. Uh, it was a pan shot of someone in a jail cell, masturbating. And that was the movie. Are you kidding? At least I tried to make movies that had, like, a little bit of a story in it, but people never friggin' understood them, ever. And every time I did try to write something serious, like, this has been my thing with writing quote-unquote experimental films, I try to add, like, a story in it, you know, or, like, a real meaning, but people completely misinterpret it. I remember one time, it wasn't a movie, but in high school, I had to write a poem, and... I wrote. I, I love reading about alien abductions. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like it's like a hobby of mine. Um, so I wrote a poem about someone who gets abducted, and my teacher saw it and she said, "What?" She wrote in the notes, "Wow, this is a beautiful uh, depiction of heroin addiction." <laughs> heroin addiction? No, the alien is sticking a needle into the person's arm while they sleep so that they'll fall asleep when they abduct them and then take them to the ship. That's what I was going for, not heroin. Are you kidding me? I wrote another story uh, in my screenwriting class. Uh, it was a story about... It was meant to be a metaphor for uh, toxic relationships and uh, alcohol dependency. And it was so annoying. Everyone got to read it in class. And then everyone got to go around and say what they thought about it. And like five people, the first five people were like, You know what? It really reminded me of like a cross between Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey. Guys, that no. That's not a compliment. No. No. That's not what I was going for. No. No, I'm actually serious. I'm not. I know the people who know me who are like rolling their eyes. No, I was not going for that when I wrote a story about toxic relationships and drug dependency because there are vampires in the book in the story. I think I still have that. I think it's in my bedroom at home. Anyway, Soleil oh, so this was uh Again, it it it's one of those movies that, you know, got restored. It was restored by the African Film Heritage Project. Uh it came out in 1967. Uh it debuted at the Cannes Film Festival in 1970. Wow, it's I forget how old the Cannes Film Festival is. It premiered at the Locarno Film Festival, that's in Switzerland, the Berlin Film Festival uh it's it's a it's a mauritanian film mauritania for those who are illiterate with geography mauritania as a country come on people uh and it's by this really unique director he he passed away i think a couple years ago his name was and i hope i'm saying this right med hondo hondo yeah you can see a lot in this movie that uh you can tell that a lot of it is very seems like a little bit Autobiographical. When you read about Med Hondo's life and then you watch this movie, you go, "Oh, I see." He wrote and directed this. Now, how do I explain this movie? It's it's in a lot of ways. It's like the very first movie I reviewed on this podcast. Uh, uh. Bo- oh my God, what was it called? Born to Rise, Born in Flames, Flames and Rise. The very first movie. It's uh, you know that movie I'm talking about. Yeah, Born in Flames. I think that's what it was called. I I, I compare the two because yeah, they're both. There's not um a linear storyline in either of the movies. N- not exactly. Uh, Soleil O, there's a main character in it, but we never s- find out his name. Uh, there, there's not a story in it per se. There are scenes, it, it's it's filmed in a very cinema verite style. No, it's, it's actually pronounced cinema verite, but I don't want to be annoying. I'm already annoying a- enough, so... Cinema Verite, for that term, basically means when a movie is filmed and when a narrative is filmed very much like a documentary and when it feels very, very much like a documentary. But it's not. It's all actors. But they don't act like they're actors because they're good at it. I mean, that's good. Soleo is entirely that. It is a cinema verite movie. It, is, it breaks the fourth wall. Like Characters will talk right to the camera and then other characters will come in and, like, interrupt them i'm gonna to get to a scene like that later on when i discuss this but it's that it's um it's a lot of things what i loved about soleo oh, it took me a little while to get into it because yeah like a lot of experimental movies you're like what what, what the heck is going on? i have no idea what's going on but by the end i was so i i like i wanted to like applaud like clap at this movie but i was home alone when i watched it so um and even if I was with people and they just saw me clapping, that'd be weird. But no, Soleil though, like I love it because you know why? It's a few reasons. It's a very relevant movie, uh, which is very sad. This is a very sad movie. I should add that. Um but it's also like a very comical movie. And you know why I loved it? Because you know, Med Honda, you know what he does in this movie? He pokes so much fun at these white racists in the country, in, in in France, that is. That's where this movie's set. He just, he shows them in such a bad way. And for me, I think for a lot of us living in 2023, the fact that there are, there are still so many racists out there, there are still so many anti-Semites and misogynists and Islamophobes, whatever they're called, you know, so many people who hate other people for the dumbest reasons. You see it. Depicted in this movie, and and it's done in such an oddly comical way. You know, overall though, like this, it's just yeah. I forgot what I was gonna say. I got distracted. You know that happens a lot when I when I'm really into a movie. I'll be like, there are so many things though. Like I have I took copious notes, copious amounts of notes while watching this movie. So O Soleil overall, how do I explain it in one word? What's my elevator pitch? That makes no sense. Soleo is basically a movie about the black immigration experience, uh, particularly in the twentieth century, but, but more so, you know, even further back. It just shows you what it's like to be black to immigrate from Africa to another country. It doesn't even have to be France, just to go to another to move to another country and to face all the BS prejudice and the racists and these white Anglo Saxon Protestant people bastards this movie got me very mad i mean it did because i take this very um i get so offended by racist you know i mean oh don't go into politics matt don't get to politics i'm not going to get into politics but um u.s politics that is but going back to the director though med honda you know just a very quick summary of him so yeah he yeah he died in 2019 oh he was born and he was a Mauritanian director. He was born there. Uh, his mother was Mauritanian. His father was Senegalese. He um, first went to Morocco to learn to become a chef, and then he moved to uh, France. He first went to Marseille, and then he went to Paris. And he got a whole bunch of different jobs. He was a laborer. He was a waiter. He was a delivery man. He was a chef, and you know there were a whole lot of other African immigrants there too. And you know what they all shared in common? Uh, people treating them like horse shit. Pardon my French. But yeah, positively every white person there being like, oh, we don't really want black people coming here. You guys are just going to, you know, take over all of our jobs. And and it's infuriating. And that really happened. I mean, it's still happening. Look at Brexit. Look at like so many countries right now. It's that I think, again, you know, this is why movies like this, are so important when they're they're restored and people all these years later get to see them because this is such a relevant movie you watch this movie and every frame every moment you're like wow that's like happening in real life right now. (laughs) I mean it is. And to think that this was made in the, the you know in the 60s. I often wonder like what the reaction must have been like when it first came out like did people actually take it seriously. Because I got to tell you, look, when I grew up, I grew up in a very, 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 I mean, I hate to, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. I grew up, though, in a very white town. And I remember going to school, like elementary school, and, you know, our teachers, they would tell us about Martin Luther King Jr. and prejudice and racism, but they didn't do very well. (laughs) They didn't they they didn't do it very well, you know why? Because they kind of basically would tell us like it was really bad, but it's better now. And I took that with me. I remember like, you know, I would like tell my parents that and they would kinda of, like pat me on the back and be like, Yes, yeah, son, like it, it's it, it's gotten a little better, but no, like there are still a lot of racists in this in this world and it's really sad. And like, you know, me being a kid, I would be like But look at the Disney Channel. Like, it's so diverse. Look at Remember the Titans. Like, they don't like each other, and then they do at the end. They 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 get over each other's, you know, skin, the color of each other's skin, and their issues with that. And I, as a kid, just would think, you know, it's done. Like, it was really bad in the 60s, but blah, blah, blah. But no, it's all good. And it's just, it breaks my heart that, you know, on this day right now, it's 2023, and, like, this crap is still going on. And Soleil, I mean it. It, uh, it it it's powerful in that it really does kind of galvanize you into like <laughs> into into getting upset. Honestly, um, but again, I'm okay. So so I say again because you know it's an upsetting movie. But again, Hondo though he oh, I'm sorry. oh god I keep saying again I'm sorry oh I just did it again again <laughs> Hondo just has he plays so much with this movie. He makes it so many things. You know, the opening of this movie is so bone chilling. It opens up on there's the shot. There's a there's a whole group of um, African men, and there are just voiceovers that you overhear, and the men are just staring at the camera, and they look so sad. They look so mad. They look so frustrated, and 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 they it looks like they're in pain. And the narration is just so bone chilling because it's literally them going, you know, we had a life, like we had a family, we were happy once. And, you know, look at us now. <sighs> I mean, I get chills just thinking about it. You you look at like pictures of slaves from like the slavery days and, and it, it's very it, it's similar to that you know you see those pictures and you can just like hear that voice when you're watching this movie you can like picture them imagine saying that too you know or imagine thinking that in their head so the movie starts off you know already like boom like it this movie sinks its its hooks into you because that is a very effective shot that's a simple way to use the camera to use a few actors and to use just some simple narration to really, um, you know, affect you in a brilliant way. This movie's in black and white, too. I didn't say that at the beginning. I'm sorry. This is a black and white movie, we'll um, say. So, yeah, you know, we we see these, these um, African immigrants, and they've arrived in France. And then, you know, Hondo, he does this very unusual, there's this very unusual scene that he does where... Each of the immigrants, they're handed these, like, swords, but they don't even look like swords. They look like crosses, like the Holy Trinity cross or whatever. And there are these, like, two old white guys, and they basically ask all of the Africans to fight one another. And they do it, but the Africans, like, aren't really fighting. It just looks like they're play, play fighting, you know? So it's, like, all pretend and you, you get that you 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 soon understand like okay this is meant to be like a joke you know like this is meant to be over the top and fake because Hondo is showing us just the history of colonization and the history of fighting you know the history of of uh, uh what's the opposite of peace not peace I can't think of the word he's showing us that and he just does it in such an absurd way like there are so many absurd moments in this movie but the the again there's no story in this you know if you read the plot for this on IMDB it's just it just basically says it's about a group of immigrants african immigrants coming to france and facing you know rejection and and prejudice and racism and and all that jazz it is it is essentially a movie about that but it 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 mostly follows though this one man. He doesn't have a name. He's simply known as the visitor. He's played by he's played by this man named Robert uh Robert Lianso. Uh I don't think he did a lot after this. I mean, yeah, there's like no one recognizable in this movie at all, but he just he plays such a sweet man. He's just a sweet middle-aged man. Uh, He has experience with accounting and he, you know, arrives from uh, Mauritania to France, to Paris, that is. You know, this is the 60s and immediately he can't get work. He sees job offers for, you know, they're looking for accountants and he goes to, you know, get interviewed. And these white a-holes are just, they look at him like he's a bug and they just go, no. And this poor guy is just like. But it says that you're hiring, and they just go no, 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 yeah, and then they just walk off. It happens again and again and again, and the visitor. I'm, I mean, that is that's. I'm sorry, I'm going to refer to him as that. That is how he's referred to. He, you know, he's someone who is just so used to this that there are moments where he just like laughs. You know, he laughs it off. He he, he does. There's a very bizarre but, you know, funny moment where Honda really makes fun of white racists where he, you know, the the visitors and he ends up in this like apartment building and he overhears these two, this couple, this white couple arguing and they're screaming at each other. And it's a very interesting scene because they're screaming and the guy's watching them and, you know, suddenly they stop speaking French and they just start screaming like, like like gibberish at each other. It's like they're like dogs. It's like they're barking at each other. It's like, no, 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 damn put. Oh, 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 oh. Like, you know, like they just start doing that. Also, for those of you who don't know French, what I just said is, No, you're a bitch. <laughs> pute. Um do not call your your mother or your girlfriend that or your friend or anyone that. It's a very bad word, but it's just a fun word to say in French. Pute. Um but like, yeah, that's just another example. And, you know, there, there's so many other just quick shots in this movie where you just see how racism is just so socially acceptable. Like the visitor is traveling. He's walking through the streets of Paris and there's a sign that says travel to black Africa or, you know, don't don't let um th- this black. Oh, yeah, they use this a lot. Black invasion. Don't let uh, the this black invasion happen. The visitor, he again, like I said, is used to this. He eventually, you know, joins a few other black immigrants, they form a union. Um this terrifies, you know, the white people in town and and Hondo he he cross cuts a lot of scenes with the visitor talking to these white guys and then these white guys talking straight to the camera as if they're in a documentary. You know, there's one shot where um this guy says you know we don't want them here it's nothing personal but you know just they're different and and uh we don't want them to take the jobs away and they're 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 different and then he says the dumbest thing he basically says like you know we like different things like we eat potatoes and we like them and then the visitor comes into the frame interrupts him and just goes we like potatoes too like dumbass. like what what are you talking about there's a line in this movie that really uh it's heartbreaking, but it really, you know, stuck out. It's where the visitor, I believe it's a narration. He says, you know, white people, they see, they believe that there are three species in, in on this planet, white people, animals, and black people. Guys, like that ideology, all these years later, all these years later is like, still so relevant to so many racists in the world. I'm not just talking about the US, the United States of America. I'm talking everywhere. It's, it's just, it's pathetic. It's dumb. This movie gets you mad. It gets you really upset because it just makes, it made me go. It reminded me of being a kid again and thinking like, it's better now. And I think Soleil, it, it has that power in showing you like, hate to burst your bubble, but no, it's not. And, um, God, you know, I, again, there's no real plot in this movie. There are a lot of scenes that are left up for interpretation that are just, um, very bizarre, but very hypnotically done, very, uh, uh, wild too, you know? Um, and again, there's also just a lot of funny moments, funny hyperbolic moments, moments where, again, Hondo is just showing the white upper class for who they really are not all of them i know not all of them but you know in this movie though all of them are just complete animals and they treat black people like absolute garbage they don't want black people coming to france because they think that they're going to be vagabonds and take all the jobs away and form a sub-proletariat group and ruin everything and and you know i mean it's just all bs Vega I also just don't like that word, because it reminds me of the band uh, Venga Boys. Remember that band? Boom, 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 I want you in my room so we can have crazy sex. Do, 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 do. That song, do you remember that song? Hated that song so much. And my sister used to have their CD. Ugh. Yeah. Bad band. Sorry, sorry, I'm not a fan of that band. Um. Solio, though, you know, like, there's, there's just the ending of this movie too I mean it is so I don't quite know how to interpret it like I'm still thinking about it but you know the visitor he's been through so much I mean you just want to like hug this guy by the end of the film and eventually he finds himself you know in the woods and there's this white family the the these white parents and they have two uh, little boys and they're all having dinner outside and it's you know Pleasant at first, and then it kind of goes a little bit chaotic, and the little boys start to, like, stand up on the table and, like, throw food everywhere, and the parents are just, like, laughing hysterically and, you know, oh, boys, like, settle down. And the entire time, the visitor is just standing there, sorry, sitting there with his head down, (laughs) just in complete disbelief. It's kind of like a moment where he's just going, like, and people think I'm crazy? People think that we're crazy? These these immigrants who are just coming to just make a new life for themselves and, and get a job and just just live? They think that we're crazy? Look at these crazy people! Yeah. That scene goes on for a long time, and it's meant to. It's You're meant to watch that scene and just not look away and go, God, people are so dumb. And then, you know, the next scene is a wild sequence. Uh, the man, the visitor, he runs off into the woods and he starts hearing, like, chants. And the audio in this movie, like, the the sound that is, I'm sorry, it, it gets really intense and loud. And he's running through the forest and you, you hear just, ah, you know, screams and screams and screams. And then it's cross-cut with these actual pictures of real-life African uh, revolutionaries like Malcolm X. Like, there's a quick shot of Malcolm X, and then it ends with this visitor he starts screaming like maniacally like at the top of his lungs in in these woods and then you know it cuts to this other shot of the woods where we see these like posters these pictures of these of these famous real life black revolutionaries and then they all get burned these fires just begin in front of each of the in front of each of the pictures and then the movie ends with the following to be continued a that means to be continued. What does it all mean? Does it mean that the visitor i i well here's what i th- i'm gonna try to interpret this. I think what it means is that eventually you know you can't run from your 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 real home, you know. Because this guy, you know, I think he knows in this movie that this is not going to be his real home. Because this, if this was his home, he would be accepted and he would be happy and he wouldn't have to go through all this trouble. But he can't. So I think what Hondo is trying to to, um, to, you know, show in this scene is that the past, you know, your home is always going to follow you. It's always going to be there. And it's, it's going to, like, literally attack you. In this case, I think the screaming, you know, you can tell, I think, and I might be totally wrong, it sounds very much like, you know, traditional African tribal chant music. So it's almost like, you know, that is like, it, 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 it's like that's like chasing after him, you know? He can't get away from it. Until eventually it just hits him and he, like, becomes possessed and starts screaming too, you know? And then to be continued, I mean, that's a very chilling way to end the movie. Hondo's just kind of showing you, like, you guys decide what's going to happen next, you know? And we know that uh, there's been some improvement, but not enough. Not enough in France, not enough in the UK, not enough in so many countries. Definitely not enough in the United States, for crying out loud. I mean, there's just failure after failure after failure for these people, for, for all immigrants. Honestly, there's so many. The, the, the disconnect is just, like, egregious, you know, the, the way that they're treated and everything. And, wow. 34 minutes on the dot. And I think I'm done, honestly, I think I've said enough about this movie. I mean, it's a wild one. I loved it though. um, don't be afraid for it being about it being experimental. um, stick with it. stick with this movie. It's just incredible how low budget movies movies that are made for like what looks like you know like what like a hundred dollars I mean, it's amazing how. So many of them come out and they can have this effect on you. You know, you don't need to have big special effects or big actors in it. It's just amazing. It's astounding. And I think that's what's been great about so many of these movies so far. Soleil especially, though. I mean, it just shows you how you don't need a lot of money. If you have, you know, a message that you want to state and you show it in a very... Very surreal, but different kind of way, you know, in a very unique way in a multitude of ways, then eventually someone like me and hopefully a lot of other people who love film all these years later will get to talk about how amazing it was. Med hondo rest in peace you made a fantastic movie Soleo. I cannot recommend it enough it it chilled me to to the bone um. It angered me. It made me laugh a lot too because it is a very almost comical, over the top movie. But um, unfortunately, it's it's a hard movie to find. It is available on the Criterion Collection. The Criterion Collection holds like a lot of movies on Sight and Sounds lists. So I highly recommend subscribing to the Criterion Channel. They got a lot of great movies, um, a lot of amazing movies that no one's heard of that deserve to be seen. So. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, This was a really fun episode. I do apologize for my crazy sense of humor. Um, I'm going to go to bed right after this. Uh, I upload this, which is not true because I can't ever go to bed early and it's already 1040 p.m. Jesus Christ. Now I do got to go to bed. Thank you guys for tuning in though. Um, Please remember to rate and rate your review. I always want to say rate and subscribe. I should say that because if you're listening and you're new, please subscribe. I'm a fun guy. I swear I'm fun. I'm not usually this crazy. This is just, you know, a lack of enough sleep and um my head is not big enough for my body for this current month with my job and so many other things happening so i swear i'm not this crazy and weird i mean that's not true but um yes also you can tell that when i don't know what else to say i talk a lot so i feel like i'm losing my voice too look at me ha hoo, ha sole oh amazing movie check it out you guys cannot wait to watch this this next movie i know i end every episode like that but this was awesome Have a good night. Have a good day. Have a good morning. Have a good everything. Bye-bye.